pinch me. (laughs) I'm an author. I wrote a book, Destined for Greatness, Living an Inspired Life from Head to Tippy Toes. If you haven't already gotten your copy, you may head over to my website, sarahnoose.com, or go to Amazon and check out Sarah Noose, Destined for Greatness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How's it going? Uh, well, you moved my mic down I know, so you could see I, me, but I need it back up. I know, but I keep wanting to see your face. <laughs> You're so cute. But it's too hard to get down low. Oh, Hey, you have a really great voice for podcasting, <laughs> just so you know. All right, all right, all right. A um, little bit of a Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's fun. Well, so. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. So it's new. Well, so we're now to chapter four yeah. of your book. Yes, sir. And we've been uh, getting such great feedback about diving into your book that it is continuing. I know. It's been really fun to hear everybody's comments about how fun like the backstories are. Yeah. I love the backstories. It brings back such memories for me. I know. It gets us down rabbit holes being like, oh, do you remember that? Oh. <laughs> like we were talking after the last one, the remembering that we just picked up and moved to Corpus Christi after yes. we got married without any, we had a plan to work for the Corpus Christi Hooks, but mm-hmm. we didn't have a job offer. So we were <laughs> like, we got to move somewhere. We thought there'd be a job offer, but it was a little more delayed than our liking. So why don't you tell everybody what you did? I'll turn the tables on you, buddy. <laughs> so I remember we were like, well, we got to move somewhere. Right. So let's move to Corpus. And um, I interviewed for one of those janitorial <laughs> companies. I can't even think of the, Deb. No, some big. I can't think of what it was called, but I was going to sell janitorial products until JJ Gotch called me and offered me a job. And uh, I was just going to sit and wait and hope that job came. And sure enough, it came right at the last minute. But uh, (laughs) we got married and able to move into a house with zero dollars in the bank account. Zero dollars. Do you know? We are part of the reason for the housing crisis back then. (laughs) Because Granted, we paid our bills and we... We did our part, but why did we get a loan? I don't know. We we had uh, no. I think we had two hundred and seventy dollars because I had two hundred and seventy dollars. You had nothing, and I had two hundred and seventy dollars. But we spent a lot of money on our wedding, and then Adam, do you remember what happened to us on our honeymoon? Well, we were in a real estate gig. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever been on vacation and be and like been really poor? And they say, hey. If you come listen to this opportunity about a timeshare, we will let you take this excursion for $20. Adam and I were like, deal. We'll totally do that. Yeah, we got like five excursions. Yeah, we got a ton of excursions. Next to free. Yeah, we didn't really pay anything. However, we were suckers. And we're like, called our parents. It was real estate. Yeah, we said it's real estate. We called our parents and we're like, Hey, so we just bought a property in Hawaii uh, at Timeshare. Like, are you so proud of us? And the problem was, is it was kind of a scam, right? 
And we had no money. And we had no money, and it actually wasn't a property at all. But I talked them down from like twenty five thousand to five thousand. Yeah. So we. But then later I we tried to won. sell it, and we couldn't even sell it for one penny because it's nothing. It's actually nothing. However. However, it's maybe a little something, but we it, did just go skiing in North Carolina for free. Because for free. Of our, for five thousand so dollars. Basically, we paid five thousand dollars <laughs> to go on a trip. Twenty years later, so don't listen to us. Why are you even listening to this podcast right now? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back on track. Chapter four. Chapter four, titled "Better Together." Thank goodness we were in that together. <laughs> um, what a mess it would be without if we had to live with our timeshare by ourselves. <laughs> but, Boo. Uh, so you talk a lot about uh, the people in your life that have allowed you, you to become who you are. Mm-hmm. Who are those people? Mm. Oh, you want me, you're putting me on the spot. Who are the people that have allowed me to become who I am? That's a good question. And their significance. Okay. Well, can I start from like... Me? Okay. okay. I'll start from you because you're so dang cute. Also, you're super significant in my life. And actually, in all seriousness, you have pushed me in all areas of my life to do more and be better and keep going after my dreams. I really believe Adam, you don't think there's anything I can't do. Like, I literally think you would say like, why don't you just go fly to Mexico? It'd be fine. Like literally your arms just fly. And I'd be like, if he believes I can do it, I can do it. And you do. It's crazy. So you have been a huge part of my journey, obviously. Um, and my biggest, biggest cheerleader. And you're the guy in my life, the person in my life who sets me up for crazy things. And you're one of those people, you know, they say, um, luck. Some people are just really lucky. Like one, I'm lucky because I found you, but you are the luckiest person ever. Like good things just happen to Adam news. And I feel like because I'm married to you, you, uh, you don't have a negative side. You believe the best in everybody you meet. You believe the best in every situation and you're so positive. And that atmosphere in my life has really been a staple to who I am and who I have become. So you are a huge champion in my life. And I hope I'm half as good as you are and supportive as you are, because it's really, you literally, as I'm looking across the table now, I'm making him super awkward. I'm making you uncomfortable, aren't I? Yes. But literally, but I like it. you have, you've changed my entire life. So without you, Adam, without you, I'd be nothing. Thanks, <laughs> but for babe. real. So for sure, you um, and our kids have been very significant in all the pieces of our life. And then and here as Hank comes in and he's strutting around here. Um, and then obviously my parents and my sisters. Well, before then. Oh. Keep talking about me. <laughs> Just kidding. Babe. You can go to them. Yeah. And I actually dedicate this chapter to you guys and my family, you and my family, because really without the encouragement of my parents and, you know, all the foundation that they have set for me, I think one of the, one, I don't think, I know one of the biggest advantages I have had in my life is parents who are madly in love with each other. And I am so stinking lucky for that. And we've talked about this time and time again, Adam, that it makes a huge difference to have parents that have a godly loving relationship that love each other because uh, you feel invincible with that, with parents like that. And they always were cheering me on. And then, you know, I'm in business with both of my sisters, which 
um, is so unique. Megan has been with me for so long, um, in with tippy toes and she has been just such a strong person in my life as far as you know, just the direction of tippy toes and how we've been able to run so fast, so hard. It's because we've been holding hands the whole time with tippy toes, which has been huge. And then Jenny is just a voice of reason. Um, and so they have been very, very significant. So yes, the chapter better together. I am so much better because of my family and my awesome husband and kids. Good stuff. Wow. You know, that's I a think, funny question that you asked. You just yeah, wanted I to just hear all that. that up. <laughs> but you know, we, uh, recently have both read the book relentless mm-hmm. pursuit nope relentless nope. elimination nope. the ruthless ruthless nope. oh my gosh Adam. elimination Get it right. of hurry <laughs> the ruthless really elimination of hurry i would change the title well you know what it's effective he's not in a hurry to do that yeah. so and he doesn't care what i think okay but saying, why are you promoting another book on <laughs> just kidding who writes it john john mark Cooper. comer no yep. oh my gosh adam Get your information right. Just kidding. It's close. But actually, it's so good. It is good. I do like the part where they talk about um, kind of how some people get to start on third and mm-hmm. some people start in the, the parking lot. And a lot of times the people that uh, get to start on third are because they have some great parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, those parent wounds are real. Mm-hmm. And parent wounds can cause our friends, our equal in intelligence and drive, mm-hmm. but they have to start on first yeah. or they start in the parking lot mm-hmm. because of all the family wounds that, that they have to deal with that we are blessed that we haven't had to deal with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. But it's also like a spin on being better together. Obviously we're crazy for each other, but I think we both make it the top priority after God. <laughs> like, okay, let's, fire up our relationship with God and then with each other. And there's no doubt in our kids' minds or really my mind or your mind, how we feel about each other because it's constant all the time. You know, I think it's funny, like Sarah Francis, our friend was like, you guys are always like close to each other or something. And I'm like, we are really, no, we're not like whatever. And then I just realized we actually are like, we're just always side by side, wherever you are, I am, wherever I am, you are. And I think it just also brings so much security by being completely nuts for you. So, so there's that. So cool. Dustin for greatness, way better book. <laughs> I like it much better than the mm-hmm. restless, oh my gosh. No. ruthless <laughs> elimination of hurry. And actually that book is really good. Just read it after you read mine. Yes. Yes. So, I think when you talk about um, like the Kellogg brothers, Disney brothers, Mm -hmm. uh, many people kind of share that fear of working with family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it's interesting. And you look, I believe I'm the CFO. Yes. I don't get a paycheck weekly, monthly. Yeah. We're, we're holding out on your paycheck for just a little time. We need you to do something, Adam. (laughs) I think I'll voice it for your mom too that mm-hmm. I don't think she has gotten a paycheck mm-hmm. in a while mm-hmm. but yeah. it has been fun that it's become a family affair with mm-hmm. uh, your dad joining mm-hmm. um, obviously Megan very involved and then your sister Jenny mm-hmm. um, jumping on board within yep. the last couple of years so yeah. um, talk a little bit about that um, how it works for you to work with your family yeah. So my family's awesome. We've already covered that. Right. And, um, the reason my mom and you have not gotten a paycheck is, well, 
my mom should, because she's just awesome. She doesn't actually have a title with the company. Like hers is probably executive grandmother to all the children when we have to take trips, which is a great job title. You, my friend, need to step it up. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I love your job title. But I would say for me, and I, a lot of people are like, oh, don't go in business with your family. But here's the deal. When you truly care about the people that you work with and you truly love them first before you love whatever project, whatever accomplishment, whatever amount of money could happen, then it works out. But when we get our noses out of joint and we want a project to precede a person or we care more about the money or we care more about the fame or the acknowledgement, that's when everything gets sideways. Like I would rather my dad, my mom, my sisters, your success over mine, truly. And I know that you guys are a part of my life regardless. And that relationship matters more than anything. And I think when people fail with their families, it's because somebody, most likely both parties, start wanting to have seniority in their position and start more of a dictatorship than a family relationship. And so um, I did think it was interesting. That's why I brought the study up in my book, the Kellogg brothers and the Disney brothers, the Kellogg brothers couldn't figure it out. They were basically fighting their entire life and they both were very successful in business, but had a terrible family relationship while the Disney brothers crushed it and are still crushing it. And so just feel like people over projects and family over anything else. Isn't there a uh, good podcast business words about the Kellogg? Here Adam is again, promoting other things. <laughs> we have a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there is actually. And that's, I think where we first learned about it. And then I started doing more research. We listened to that business. It was actually course. super fascinating about the Kellogg brothers. Yeah. How much they, I mean, it was intense back then and yeah, like didn't speak to each other and yeah. So again, listen to that after you listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) So fast forward a little bit and you talk about me supporting you. Yes. I threw you into the the shark, (laughs) shark pit, shark tank. Yes. And, uh, and just threw you in without asking you and Mm. You ended up going on Shark Tank, which was super cool. But yeah. for some reason, I had to twist your arm to put this in the book. <laughs> and I always am amazed that I think um, I always push you to try to put as seen on Shark Tank or mm-hmm. something. And uh, and you are funny about it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we hear about it all the time. And I think uh, most recently we were checking into a hotel, random person said were you on shark tank Mm -hmm. the lady checking you out (laughs) at the uh hotel in like Mm -hmm. small town indiana Mm -hmm. it was amazing how many people watch it i feel like you should be proud but it's funny that you uh, were hesitant to put this in yeah i know it's weird i don't know i think it's a weird thing about me i'd be interested if it's weird to megan too we haven't actually talked about it it's one of those things that it you did push us onto it and it was super duper fun. Megan and I say it's the best thing we'd never do again because now that we've watched it. So you sent us on on season two, Adam News. We didn't really know the show super well. like Season premiere of season, season two. Season premiere. But I think it was after the first episode of season one that you submitted our business. 
Um, and I talk about it in the book. Like I thought they found us when really it was Adam news pushing me, um, to do it. And they called and asked us to be on it. And the process was super fun. The thing that makes me, I guess, not love to talk about it is we've done so many great, awesome things with tippy toes. And I don't know. I'm like, it was a cool thing that happened. I would never do it again. (laughs) And I don't know. I just feel like there's more to it than just like the fame of being on TV. You know, I mean, not the fame, not that I'm famous for being on it, but I feel like people always want to hear the story, but I'm like, you know, Adam, do you remember when we went to the prices, right? Like, so Adam and I loved watching the prices, right? Then we actually went to it and we never watched it another day. Right. I watched it every morning in the Theta house religiously and never watched it again after we went on the show. Right. So I think sometimes it's like when you get up so close to something and then like people for me are like, Oh my gosh, you're on Shark Tank. So cool. And I'm like, yeah, but it was a lot of work. It was six months. We did get some great inquiries. We got tons of people interested in tippy toes or so we thought they were interested in tippy toes. They were also interested in us giving them tickets to the Mavericks game because we struck a deal with Mark Cuban and it just started to feel like, I don't know, maybe people, I don't know. It just is weird to me. So I I'm thankful for the experience. I like the experience. Um, you'll have to read what happens fully in the book, but that was all an experience in itself. And I just felt like it wasn't the way we should go. And so kind of unpack that in, in my book. You know, I can remember pushing you and Megan Mm -hmm. because y'all were turning down people left and right to buy franchises. And I, I live in a world where I try to sell everything to anybody. Right. uh, When it comes to baseball tickets and, Mm -hmm. uh, or sponsorships, any of those things. So we try to sell everything we can and um, I just could not wrap my mind around not <laughs> selling a franchise to somebody. Mm-hmm. You were getting hit up left and right by people all yeah. across the country, yeah. world at that time. And y- you just kept um, being picky and diligent on who you wanted to join the Tippy Toes family. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, we could have certainly gone down a whole different rabbit hole if you you and Megan took everybody that wanted a franchise. Yeah. But, um, but it, babe, it taught you to be picky I know. Well, at an important time. To to that defense, because it does sound crazy to say we turned down people. I more than anything, kind of back to the comment of family and everything, what was going to happen was we were going to be, I was going to become a worker for life. I was going to be answering to 5,000 franchises if it was going to go the way that Shark Tank wanted it to go. And Megan and I would be lifetime workers. We wouldn't be the wives or the moms that we wanted to be truly. And so I think that's where I feel like it gets misconstrued on Shark Tank. Like, and so it sounds crazy that we turn people down, but we want a sisterhood of women who are in tippy toes, here we go for the bachelor for the right reasons that really want to impact their communities, impact their families and really make a difference. And I think when we got to the heart of a lot of people, it wasn't that. And so, um, it pushed us away from that situation. So, okay. But funny story. So when you're on like a TV show like this, you're not allowed to tell anybody what happened, but obviously I live with Adam. He signed me up. So I was nervous you know, we leave the shark tank. We go back to our hotel. You know what story I'm going to tell? I think so. (laughs) And it's like, 
it, it was Skype at the time. So I'm like, okay, I'll Adam, I'll Skype you. And so we Skype him. And he, at the time I was pregnant with Hank and he had Lucy and Lola home who were maybe one and two, I guess. And cause we're crazy. And we had a one, two and three year old, but anyways, Adam's like waiting for me on Skype. So I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, good. So tell me what happened. So I start going through the story and he's like super zoned in on me. And I'm like, babe, what's going on in the background? Babe, Adam, I think something's happening. He's like, well, what happened next? What happened? I'm like, no, I really think the girls are drawing on the wall with Sharpie all over my office wall. The kids are drawing in Sharpie under Adam's supervision. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him this story. And then I tell him what happened. It was really funny, but we had to repaint the room when I got back. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And another story, even though you said that you have to wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. So maybe I shouldn't spoil I'll spoil it. Oh. Uh, well, not spoil it. So we ended up, you decide not to go with Cuban right. after um, a long time of working with him. And I remember thinking that was my ticket to mm-hmm. being president of the Dallas Mavericks. One right. Day. Yeah. And so I thought it was cool. But then we walked away, which mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. And I was Adam with says, a, which was cool. <laughs> a bunch of my buddies and we went to a Texas Rangers game. Nope. No, you went to a Sooners Mavericks game. game. No. You went to a Mavericks playoff game that next year. Is that what you're talking about? No, we went to something. We went to a game, Mm -hmm. some other game, and then decided that the Mavs and Thunder were playing. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, hey, we'll just go and buy tickets, Mm -hmm. scalp tickets. And we show up. Nobody's selling tickets anywhere. So we're walking around, and a door flings open, and we jump into the American Airlines Center. And jump in by like sneaking in is what s- jumping means, <laughs> which so, is not the first activity or sporting event Adam has snuck in, jumped into. Jumped, jumped is way better, Adam. So we jumped in <laughs> to the American Airlines Center, and there was five of us, and Matt Twyman didn't jump in. Oh, he and was so a rule we, follower. He was the rule follower, so we panicked. And we thought about leaving him out there. Mm-hmm. And then we decided we better stay with him. Mm-hmm. So we re-jumped out of uh, <laughs> American Airlines Center and thought, oh, we lost our chance. And then I came across a friend of mine that was working there. And he said, hey, come on in. And so he got us in. So the second time we kind of got in <laughs> closer to Still never more legit, paid but anything. not very mm-hmm. legit. But anyway, the giveaway that day was all of Mark Cuban's investment (laughs) companies. So all the Maverick shirts for that playoff game had the four companies that he invested in in Shark Tank. No tippy toes. Yeah, we bailed. But all for a good reason. Really? Do you really think that, Adam? It was a good reason. I still think Adam questions my decision. No, it is a great decision. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, i don't know about that i do support it okay so mm-hmm. anyway the next thing i had written was i like the conversation <laughs> that you get into about uh, the belay and the mm. um, kind of what that repre- represents mm-hmm. and um, you talk about that often we talk about it mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the belay. Yeah. So my friend bob goff he actually talks about this in his dream big book too um But the first time I learned it when I was with him in California and he was talking about how when rock climbers are climbing up a mountain, they use a belay, which is a tool in rock climbing, and they hook it on to a solid rock because 
when they hook it onto a solid rock, they can move up and down the mountain freely without falling. And he said, it's really important to have a solid foundation in your life to be attached to so you can move around so freely. And I think this title better together, that's what the belay is for me being connected with Jesus, with you, with my family, with the people who really are supporting and cheering me on and the people that I'm able to support and cheer on. That's the belay in our life. And so I think it's important for entrepreneurs and as people are trying to run hard towards their dreams to do it alongside people that are cheering you on, that are believing the best for you, that are really going to push you to be the best version of yourself. And when we're attached to Jesus and all those type people and can ignore all the negative, you know, downer type people and can just bring light, then we can run so hard so fast. And so I think the question I would say is, Who's your belay in your life? Like for me, it's definitely Jesus. And I feel that strong relationship and seek that strong relationship. And I know that if my relationship with Jesus is strong, then everything else lines up. And we know that with our marriage too. Like if we're both seeking Jesus, everything lines up. And I think that's true with our business too. When tippy toes is at its best, it's when we're mindful of the direction that Jesus wants us to go. And so having that relationship trumps everything and belaying, um, being attached to something solid, God, your family is so important. And so something that I think about a lot. You know, it uh, reminds me, we've talked about it before, but the Chick-fil-A mission, master mm-hmm. mate, master mission mate. Those are the three mm-hmm. things. Master. One of the orders. Mm-hmm. But how important it is to get those right. So true. Explain, because I think it's so good. I love it. No, you explain. Oh, well, Chick-fil-A <laughs> talks about the three M's that you have to get right. If you can get these three M's in your life right, then everything else falls into place and it's your master who you decide to serve. Do you serve God or do you serve money? And if you serve God, then things are going to go well. If you serve money, things are going to get out of joint. Um, mission. What is your mission in life? What are you called to do and how can you purposefully do it? I would say for sure, trying to do something that you're not called to do can get things twisted up and not so great. And then mate, 90% of your life is who you're married to. And it matters a lot. And I think one of the things, and I won't park on this long, but I think sometimes when I'm speaking at events, people will say, but my husband, this, or my husband, that my husband, that's like blame things on the other spouse. When really I'm like, we have a responsibility as individuals. And so what are we doing daily to better our relationship in all areas, marriage and, um, and with, relationship with God. But I think, you know, that's something that if you're listening to this and you have your master and your mission, right. But your mate, you're like, man, I married wrong. Dang. It's like, no, you married right. You just have to figure out how to make that work. And I think Adam and I both, I would speak for both of us saying like how brokenhearted we are that marriages are struggling really in the world. And I think it's because people are falling out of order and making money or other things their master instead of God and, you know, our purpose in each other. And then the fourth one that he doesn't mention, but is just talking about um, friends and who you Mm -hmm. um, surround yourself with. And you, I think looking back different phases of your life, you have people that you've run really hard with. And I think it's amazing that you never 
and you always keep great friendships mm-hmm. for long term. But there's certain people that you just run really hard with mm-hmm. um, for that stage of life. Mm-hmm. How do you pick those people? What what? Uh, How do I pick? I think one of the big things is, you know, what are their goals? And one of the things I always think about some of my favorite people back to husbands, they love their husbands. Well, I love being around people who love their husbands. Well, and you love it when I'm around people, but like the people that have solid marriages, like come over any day, because I know if you're, you know, seeking your spouse, things are probably going well in other areas. And so that's one of the things that I would say. Um, and then those people that are just really passionate about what they do and what they're called to do. And then lastly, I would say, I just don't spend time with people who are negative. I just don't. And I can't, it's exhausting and draining to me. And so, um, I try to be light and not that I mean to people, but as far as who do I allow to invest in my life, it's not those people. So that's what I would say. I love it. (laughs) And we are so blessed with so many amazing friends that are seeking Jesus, that are seeking, you know, their purpose in life and are crazy about each other in marriage. And I think those are the people that we line up with. They're not all in Bowling Green. So we've had to make big efforts with people across the country, but um, we're trying to be very intentional with those people. I love how intentional you are. (laughs) You too. So it's closing time. Oh, look at Adam. He's going to sing for us. Matchbox 20. You're like on a you told me tonight, babe. that I needed a good ending. Well, it's so weird because we're like, so bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so do that and then we can be done. I had already sang. I oh, that sing. was your one. It's closing time. Is that even the words? I don't know. But I think it's really cute. It's a Matchbox 20 song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know the song, but I don't. <laughs> that's about the only words I know. I need a Sublime song or Macklemore. No. Mm-mm. You don't like any of those. All right. Well, we're wrapping it up. <laughs> yep. Ending. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.